وَلَأُضِلَّنَّهُمْ He said, and I will definitely mislead them. وَلَأُمَنِّيَنَّهُمْ And I will definitely arouse in them sinful desires. وَلَآمُرَنَّهُمْ And I will definitely command them. فَلَيُبَتِّكُنَّ آذَانَ الْأَنْعَامِ So they will slit the ears of grazing livestock. The first thing that's mentioned over here is, I will definitely mislead them from idlal, dad, lam, lam. How does shaitan mislead people? By beautifying the sins for them. Beautifying sins. By belittling them. By whispering. Constantly whispering. Say this. Don't forgive. Yell. Show your anger. Whisper. Through his whispers, he misleads people. By creating doubts. Shaitan comes to a person and says, Who made this? And the answer is, Allah. Who made this? Allah. Who made this? Allah. Where did Allah come from? Who made Allah? Shaitan does that to people. Has this question ever come to your head? Be honest. Has it? Of course. Shaitan doesn't leave any person, even little children. He doesn't leave them. He goes and creates doubts in their minds about the very existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if the foundations are lost, if they're weakened, then the entire building will collapse. Then the entire faith will collapse. So what's the answer to this question? Who made Allah? Where did He come from? Hmm? What should we do? أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ This is what the Prophet ﷺ taught us to say at that time. Seek refuge with Allah from shaitan. Why? Because the answer to this is something that we cannot understand right now. And just because we cannot understand something, just because we cannot see it, just because we don't know about the origin of something, doesn't mean we doubt its existence. If you don't know how or from where something has come into your house, okay, will you say, oh, this is not here? It is there. Just because you don't know where it came from or how it came, doesn't mean you will doubt its existence. You believe in its existence because the signs are present. The proofs are there. So likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His signs, His proofs are present everywhere. You can recognize Allah, but His origin, you can't understand yet. You can't understand yet. You have to get to Him, you have to meet Him in order to find out. So until then, hold on. But shaitan distracts us. But first I have to know, then I will worship. Right? This is what shaitan says. So say, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ He creates doubts about the Qur'an. What if the Qur'an is not true? Possible, right? What if it's not true? What if the Day of Judgment doesn't come? What if Muhammad ﷺ never existed? This is just something that people have made up. What if he was not really a messenger? Creating doubts about the major principles of deen. This is how he misguides people. How else does he misguide people? By provoking people to commit sin, to commit indecency, by corrupting relationships between people, husband and wife, parents and children. Because once their relationships are corrupted, then what can a person do? Can he focus in prayer? Can you think about benefiting other people if you have problems in your own house? You can't. So shaitan misleads people through various ways. He causes people to forget Allah's remembrance. And when you forget to remember Allah, then what will happen? Shaitan will come and he will make you do whatever he wants to. Likewise, he makes a person neglect salah. He adorns falsehood as good. 
He hurts the person sometimes physically, sometimes emotionally, psychologically, mentally. Right? Constantly whispering thoughts. Sometimes it happens that a person is suffering from a psychological problem. Why? Because constantly they can hear somebody whispering, whispering, whispering. He disturbs the prayer. He makes people feel, oh you're not clean yet, you're not clean yet. So people will constantly wash their hands 50 times, 100 times, and they will actually develop serious problems. Psychological illnesses because of this. So sometimes this is also from shaitan. Likewise, he causes people to be angry, to be hasty. And when a person is angry and hasty, then he will do things, he will say things, which will lead to misguidance and more problems in this world and in the hereafter. So, وَلَا أُضِلَّنَّهُمْ Never, ever feel secure. You're always in danger. Shaitan is always after you. No matter how far you go, no matter who you are, no matter who your parents are, no matter what you're reading, even when you're reading the Qur'an, what does Allah say? فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ Seek refuge with Allah from shaitan. Because even when you're reciting the Qur'an, shaitan will not leave you. He will come to misguide you. Isn't it? So, وَلَا أُضِلَّنَّهُمْ وَلَا أُمَنِّيَنَّهُمْ And I will definitely arouse in them sinful desires from tamanni. Meem noon ya. What is tamanni? Desire, you can say a wish that is false, that is vain. That is untrue. That can never be fulfilled. Never be fulfilled. So, وَلَا أُمَنِّيَنَّهُمْ I will stir in them desires. I will fill them with desires, sinful desires. I will fill their hearts and minds with wishes and dreams and hopes that are false, that are impossible. Such as, life is long, it's okay, have fun, chill, relax. Right? This is what shaitan does. That a person is doing something clearly wrong. But what does shaitan whisper in the head? Chill man, relax. What's the big deal? It's okay. Allah is ghafoor rahim. Yeah, I'm gonna fast tomorrow. Ramadan is coming. Inshallah, I'll be forgiven. I'll pray taraweeh. I'll be fine inshallah. Let me just have some fun right now. Right? So, wala umanniyannahum. False hopes. How do you know you will make it to Ramadan? How do you know that when you will do something good, it will be accepted by Allah. But what does shaitan tell us? You're good, you're fine. Once there was a very pious man, shaitan came to him and said, you know, you're so good, you don't need to pray anymore. You're just really good now, you don't need to pray anymore. So he said, even the prophet had to pray. I mean, everybody had to pray. Nobody was exempted from prayer. So then shaitan said to him, your knowledge saved you. Your knowledge saved you. Hmm? So who's the one who actually saves a person? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا أُمَنِّيَنَّهُمْ Shaytan puts false hopes and wishes and desires in a person, fills them with sinful desires, so that all that they're concerned about is fulfilling their desire at whatever cost. And isn't this so? If you look these days, young children even, Kids barely make it to high school. And the way they're dressing up, the way they're interacting with people of opposite gender, it's as though they are, you know, people who are working in the film industry or something. Right? You would think that such a person belongs to a club. The way they're talking, the way they're walking, the way they're interacting, the way they're dressed up. But shaitan makes people believe, this is good, I look so good. And also if you think about it before we do the next one, that 
whenever we're doing anything wrong, what happens? Shaitan makes us justify that wrong. Right? He makes us justify that wrong. He makes us come up with an excuse to excuse ourselves. What do you think allows us to backbite another individual? When we're backbiting, what logic do we have? What reasoning do we give? What justification do we present? Even to ourselves. What do we say? It's true. Likewise, what other justifications do we give? I can even say it in front of them, by the way. Yeah? I can even say it on their face. What else? What other justification do we come up with? Everyone needs to know. I'm just warning you. Even though it has nothing to do with you, I'm just warning you. Or, I'm just venting. I really need to share. I just have to express my feelings. I have to let it out. I cannot bottle it up inside. I have to get it off my chest. I'm just discussing. I'm just discussing. This is what? Tamanni, right? Umanni annahu. He fills our heart and mind with false explanations. And it's okay. For you it's okay. Right? Your situation is different. Correct? Likewise, when we're angry, and we're letting out that anger, how do we justify that? I have a right to be angry. They have no reason to behave like this with me. And I don't care if they're 15 years older than me, I'm going to say whatever I want to. Because I am very confident. And I do not fear anybody. Right? So whatever we are thinking, telling ourselves, when we're doing something wrong, that is from who? Shaitan. Anything that allows you to disobey Allah, any justification, remember that is from shaitan. وَلَا أُمَنِّيَنَّهُمْ وَلَا أَمُرَنَّهُمْ And surely I will order them. فَلَا يُبَتِّكُنَّ آذَانَ الْأَنْعَامِ يُبَتِّكُنَّ from بَتَّكَافِ بَتْكَ is the cut portion of something, the cut piece of something that is still hanging off. For example, if there is like a big piece of, let's say steak, okay, thin steak, and you're trying to cut, and you're not cutting it that good. So you cut it from the side, okay, and you're not able to cut all the way through. Let's say you're cutting it into strips, okay, and you don't manage to cut it all the way through. So then you pick it up and you show your sister or whoever, and then that piece is still hanging off. Do you know what I'm talking about? Can you picture it in your head? So likewise, the ears of an'am. What are an'am? Grazing livestock, like sheep, cows, goats, camels, okay? Their ears are hanging, alright? And if they are slit, cut from the middle, then they will hang even more. The lower portion will hang down even more. So this is what badka is. And yubattikunna, brutally slash off, brutally cut off, brutally slit. Not literally cut off the ear, but slit the ear, so that it is cut into two pieces. But it is still hanging off. How painful is that for the animal? Imagine. So shaitan said, I will order them and they will do this. Why would they do it? Because shaitan is making them feel this is something so good. Even though it doesn't make any sense, it is a senseless deed, still they will do it. Now the Arabs, they would dedicate the best of their animals to who? To their idols. 
And as a mark of dedication, what would they do? They would slit the ears. So that anyone would see that camel with a slit ear, he would know, okay, this is an animal, this is a camel that has been dedicated to the idols. This is a cow that has been dedicated to the idols. And what would they do? They would set these animals free. So these animals would wander around the streets, and sometimes obviously you can imagine such animals harming other people and their properties. Because obviously something that has been allowed to wander off, who's going to take control over it? Shaitan will. Shaitan will get the better of it, right? So like this, there's fasad. Ask people who have seen this, animals that are let off, that are wandering, destroying people's property. Okay? So, فَلَا يُبَتِّكُنَّ آذَانَ الْأَنْعَامِ Today, people don't slit the ears of animals, but they slit their own ears. Sometimes they cut their own bodies. Hmm? In the name of body piercing. This is what? Obedience to? Shaitan. You know, one is for the purpose of beautification. And that also looks beautiful. And the other is something that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. So many girls have asked me, is it permissible to have your belly button pierced? First of all, to get it pierced, you have to reveal your aura. Okay, you have to expose a part of the body that should not be exposed to other people. Secondly, once you have that piercing, you don't want to hide it. You want to show it to people. Right? So when you're going to show it, you're going to be disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even more. Correct? But what does shaitan make us believe? But it looks so cool. It looks so awesome. Everybody has it. So and so got it done. So and so got it done. Even for the sake of arguing, you say, okay, the piercing itself is okay. But does it make sense to cut yourself, to make holes through your body in these places? Does it make any sense? You know, a nose piercing, for example, that looks beautiful. Ear piercing, for example, it looks beautiful. But if it's something on your lip or on your tongue that makes it difficult for you to bite something, to even speak to people, or to swallow something, to sip on something, if it's all over your ear or above your eye, then this is causing your body hurt more than beautifying the body. You're hurting yourself more than you are beautifying it. Assalamualaikum. I saw a, a girl who had dimples in her back done, and then I saw how much she was in pain and everything, and then she couldn't even sit down or let alone walk. So I was thinking, then what was the point for that? And it's a piercing that's really like not accepted. It's like it's kind of like tacky and like trashy and everything. So I, was I like, mean, it depends on who you're asking, right? People have different opinions. Some people will think it's beautiful. Other people will think it's really cool. Other people will think it's trashy. So it really, it's different who you ask. But analyze the piercing itself. What is it? Is it hurting you or is it beautifying you? Is it making you more uncomfortable? Making your life difficult and more unpractical? Or is it something that's not a problem for you. What is it doing? And more than that, you are piercing your body unnecessarily. Unnecessarily. So this is just one thing. But shaitan orders people, they don't even look at the logic of it, they don't even analyze it, they do it. And I will definitely order them. And they will alter, they will change the creation of Allah. From غَيْن يَعْرَى تَغْيِير is to alter. Change what? The creation of Allah. 
what Allah has created, shaitan will tell them to change it. And what will they do? They will change it. They will listen. Now shaitan, he was arrogant himself. And he pumps people with the same evil. Right? He makes them arrogant as well. Because when a person is puffed up with pride, then what does he do? Whatever he pleases, without the fear of any consequences. So one way in which he makes them arrogant, or one thing that he makes them do after he puffs them up with arrogance is what? Change the creation of Allah. That I am the best, okay? And I know better, and I'm going to make more money through this, or whatever reason, whatever objective it is. But shaitan commands people and they change the creation of Allah. Now changing the creation of Allah is in various ways. First of all, in the physical sense. In the physical sense, what does it mean? That what Allah has created, how He has created, to change that. So for example, Allah has created something in a particular form, changing that. So for instance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a person a man. And they go through surgery to make themselves into a woman. Or vice versa. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a woman, for example, fallopian tubes inside. Okay? Her reproductive system. But she has them tied up so that she cannot conceive. She cannot become pregnant. This is what? Changing the creation of Allah. Allah has made you of a particular form. Allah has made different things in you, but you change them. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a person's skin of a particular color. But what do they do? They tattoo certain patterns or certain words on their skin. Okay? Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the nose of a person of a particular shape. They undergo plastic surgery and they change it. They change its appearance. They change its look. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has caused a woman's skin to age as she turns 55. But what does she do? She goes and gets some injections into her skin so that her skin can look more young. Okay? This is what? Changing the creation of Allah. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a woman's eyebrows, however they are, however you want to describe them, and she cleans them a little from below. And a little from above, and a little from the side, and then she trims off a little, and then what happens? She looks like a completely different person. Her eyes don't look the same at all. Her face doesn't look the same at all. This is what? Changing the creation of Allah. Did you ever think about that? But look at how common it is, and how shaitan convinces women that you look better, you look nicer. You look cleaner. You look cleaner like this. All this extra hair, you're just cleaning it up. You're not shaping them, you're just cleaning them. This is what shaitan tells us. But tell me, cleaning them, doesn't it shape them? Doesn't it? It does. Who made that hair over there? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did. Who made your eyebrows of a particular curve or no curve or whatever? Who made that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made that. So changing it is what? Changing the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And notice, shaitan tells people to do it. Shaitan tells people to do it. What's the problem with this? 
Remember that changing the creation, however big or small, however major or minor, whether it's changing the gender or shaping the eyebrow, what is the psychology behind it? What's the reasoning behind it? It is basically declaring, Allah, I know better. I'm smarter. I know that you've designed something in a particular way, but I know that it can be designed in a much better way. I know that you've made something this way, but I can make it prettier. But I can make it look nicer. So I know better than you, O Allah. This is what this means. Changing the creation of Allah. Remember, no matter how big or how small it is, this is what it means. O Allah, I know better. We don't say it. But this is the reason behind that. Analyze it. Analyze anything. Any kind of changing the creation of Allah. This is what it is. And think about it. If a person can say, Allah, I can make better than you. I can design better than you. I can make this look more beautiful than you have made it look. Then a person can go on to say, Oh Allah, I know better and I will not listen to this and this command of yours. Rather, I will do this and this instead. Do you see how it leads to disobedience to Allah? When a person can challenge Allah's decision in how he has made something, then he can challenge Allah in how he has legislated a command even. This is why it is something so serious. Because when it comes to the eyebrows, typically, what do we say? What's the big deal? It's only eyebrows. Come on. If it's okay to remove hair from your upper lip or from your chin, whatever, why can't you, you know, remove a little bit of hair above your eyes to just fix your eyes? Because it's the same thing. You're challenging the decision of Allah. Remember that there's two things. One is that you're doing something like this, such as removing the hair, cutting the hair, trimming it. Why? For a genuine reason. For the purposes of tahara, for the purposes of cleanliness. For the purposes of not resembling a man, for example. Okay? Or for the purpose of treatment. Okay? In that case, it is allowed. For example, a person had a major accident. And because of that, their nose is deformed literally. And it's very difficult for them. So they have to undergo the plastic surgery to fix that. Is it permissible? Yes, in that case it is. But just for mere beautification... It is not correct. Because then you are challenging what Allah has made, how Allah has designed something. Let me just mention the exceptions over here. Like I mentioned earlier, for the purpose of treatment, it is permissible. Okay? Changing the creation of Allah for the purpose of treatment. Somebody came up to me and they said that she can't give birth naturally, she has to undergo you know, a C-section. Right? And with that, you can only have a limited amount of children. For some women only three, some only four. She said that this woman is having her fifth baby. And is it allowed for her to have some permanent birth control? So in this case it is, because it's going to be danger to her life. So in that case it's different. Okay, But for a woman saying, I don't want children, or I have three and it's enough. So I'm just undergo this treatment and I'm going to have permanent birth control. This is something that is changing the creation of Allah. Okay? Likewise, there are some things that are allowed. Some things that are allowed. For example, if a person's hair is gray or white, okay, then in that case, are they allowed to put color? Yes. Because when they put color, it's understood that this person, they have put color on their hair. It's clear. 
Okay? So color that is ma'roof, even when it comes to black, okay? it is not allowed for an older person to put black on their hair. Why? Because then it makes them look younger. This is deception. But if they put brown, any shade of brown for example, it's understood. Okay? Depending on what their natural hair color is. Okay? Likewise, for a man, when it comes to a beard, it's best that they don't trim it at all. Okay? But if they trim it, which is also approved of, uh, we learned Ibn Umar anhu, the companion of the Prophet ﷺ, after Hajj, he held his beard under his chin, and then he trimmed it from under the fist. Okay? So that much is okay. But if a person goes on shaving their beard completely, that is changing the creation of Allah. A man is meant to have facial hair. But if he removes that completely, then that is what? Changing the creation of Allah. Can a woman dye her hair even if it's uh, not graying? Yes, you can. Because it's understood. I mean, you do see these colors. Okay? Of hair. But if you dye it like pink or purple or red or green or whatever, that's not ma'roof. Anyway. So, فَلَيُغَيِّرُنَّ خَلْقَ اللَّهِ when it comes to the eyebrows, by the way, and tattoos, we learn in the hadith, Ibn Mas'ul anhu, he said, May Allah curse those who have tattoos and those who do it. Those who pluck their hair and the one who does it for them. Okay, and this is particularly that hair which is not permissible to be plucked off, to be trimmed off. And obviously on the face, what is it referring to? What is it referring to? The eyebrows. And those who make spaces, gaps between their teeth for the purpose of beauty. Back then, the fashion was gaps between the teeth. These days, the fashion is what? No gaps between teeth. Okay? For the purpose of beauty. One is that because of the dental formation, it's difficult for a person to pronounce certain words or to speak properly or even eat properly. So for that purpose, if they get for example, braces or something like that, is that permissible? Yes. But if it's just for the purpose of beautification, then is it okay? No. It depends on the intention. And he said, changing what Allah has created. So this is changing the creation of Allah. The second kind of taghir is ma'nawi, intangible, which is basically changing the role, the function that Allah has designated for a particular creation. So for example, the function, the role of the sun is what? To provide light, to provide heat. But if people take it as a god, worshipping it, that is what? Changing the creation of Allah. Okay? Not in the physical sense, but in the intangible sense. Likewise, changing the role of a human being. A woman is meant to be a mother. Loving and cherishing, nurturing, correct? But if she is made to believe that no, you don't have to be like this. You can be tough and you can be strong. You don't have to have children. You don't have to you know, be the nurturing, the kind, the nice one. No, you, you can be tough. And so she toughens up and she becomes aggressive and she tries to take authority everywhere. She is basically corrupting her nature. Her children will suffer. Okay. I was just thinking that how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set everything for a specific, specific reason, right? And how everything, it has a wisdom behind it. Specifically like for the eyebrows, if you take that for an example, there's a blood pool, of, your brain has a blood pool right there where your eyebrows are. And if it, it gets hurt a little bit, then you could die, potentially you can die. 
right? So even for like every limit that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set, right, we might not necessarily know the wisdoms yes. behind it, but you know. Very true. We don't know the wisdom, sometimes we just don't get it. It's so difficult for us to accept it. But remember, if Allah has commanded something, if He has forbidden something, we trust Him. It's good. It is good. Shaitan makes you believe, it's not good. But remember what Allah is telling us, it is always good. So the second kind of taghir is changing the role, the function of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. So shaitan makes people believe that it is good, whereas in reality it is very detrimental to them. Because it disconnects them with Allah, it makes them turn away from Allah, alright? It makes them befriend shaitan, and this is a clear loss. Because shaitan will not help them, he will abandon them eventually. This is exactly what Allah says. وَمَن يَتَّخِذِ الشَّيْطَانَ وَلِيًّا Whoever takes shaitan as a wali, as a friend, turning away from Allah, befriending shaitan, مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ besides Allah, فَقَدْ خَسِرَ خُسْرَانًا مُبِينًا Then such a person has sustained a clear loss. خَسِرَ He has suffered a loss. What kind of loss? خُسْرَانًا مُبِينًا Clear loss. Because if you can obey shaitan with regards to how you look, then you can obey shaitan with regards to how you do. What you do. Where you go. What you say. Remember, every time we please shaitan, every time we please shaitan, we are making him stronger. We are helping him. And this is the reason why the Prophet ﷺ, he told us to oppose shaitan, even in the way that we eat. Shaitan eats from the left hand, you eat with the right hand. We're not allowed to eat with the left hand. Why? In opposition to shaitan. So whatever shaitan tells you, you have to go against that. You have to do just the opposite. Shaitan tells you it's good, tell him it's bad. يَعِدُهُمْ وَيُمَنِّيهِمْ He promises them. Shaitan, he promises them. What? I promise you look really good. You look much better. Yes. I was sort of thinking about the relation back that tattoos and plucking your eyebrows are mentioned in the same hadith and the curse that's mentioned upon them. And it's interesting how they're mentioned together because both things, putting tattoos and black ink on your body and shaping your eyebrows, when you go around, you're basically physically branding yourself as someone who succumbed to the shaitan and what he's asked you to do. So when people see you, when even the angels that go around, when they see you, they see that that's what you've done physically, you've shown that on your body. Because the first thing that you notice on a person is what? Their eyes. When you look at them, you see their eyes. And what do they show? Obedience to shaitan or disobedience? So it's up to us. And you know what? It's only shaitan who tells you, you don't look good like this. Or you look good like this. Think about it. Are your eyebrows the only thing that's beautiful about you? Or not beautiful? Whatever you want to say. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you a beautiful face, however it is. He has given you beautiful hair, however they are. Accept it. Accept it. Be yourself. Don't change yourself to meet the criteria of other people. Don't do that. Be yourself. Be an original. And Allah has made you unique. But you want to imitate other people and become like them. يَعِدُهُمْ وَيُمَنِّيهِمْ He promises them and arouses desire in them, false hopes in them. وَمَا يَعِدُهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ إِلَّا غُرُورًا And shaitan does not promise them except for delusion. غُرُور What is غُرُور? Delusion, deception. That a person promises something and then when the time to fulfill that promise comes, he doesn't show up. And that's exactly what shaitan will do. He makes people obey him. 
He makes people leave their deen. He makes people turn away from Allah. And then what will happen on the Day of Judgment? We learn in Surah Ibrahim that shaitan will say when the matter has been concluded, indeed Allah promised you the promise of truth and I promised you, but I betrayed you. But I had no authority over you except that I invited you and you responded to me. I didn't force you. I didn't take a tweezer or anything and start plucking your eyebrows. I didn't do that. I just invited you and you responded to me. You yourself drove to the salon and got your eyebrows done. So do not blame me, but blame yourselves. I cannot be called to your aid, nor can you be called to my aid. You can't help me, I can't help you today. Indeed, I deny your association of me with Allah before. Indeed, for the wrongdoers is a painful punishment. So this is a reality. Shaitan will abandon you tomorrow. Changing the texture of your hair. Like for example, it's straight and you want to make it curly or the other way around. Okay, or you have an afro and you want to make it straight. Again, analyze it. Is it harmful for your hair or is it doesn't make a difference? It's so harmful that if you're pregnant and you want to go get your hair done or your sister wants to get her hair done like that, they don't let you stay in the same room. Because the fumes that come out, they're cancerous. They can actually harm the baby that's inside the womb. If it's something so dangerous for you, so dangerous, then why would you do it? Why would you? You know what? Like yourself however you are. Please. Unfortunately, we have started to compare ourselves with what we see outside. And we want to imitate others, to become like them. But the way you are, you are beautiful. Because Allah made you the way you are. You can use something that can straighten your hair temporarily, even if it takes an hour to do that. Do that. But it's a temporary thing. But don't cause permanent damage to your body. Just in the name of fashion. أُولَٰئِكَ مَأْوَاهُمْ جَهَنَّمْ Allah says those people, their abode is hell. Whose abode? Those who befriend shaitan, those who follow him, who become a part of his nasiba mafruda. Those who fall into his trap, those who are deceived by him, their abode is hell. وَلَا يَجِدُونَ عَنْهَا مَحِيصًا And they will not find from it, meaning from the hellfire, mahis. What is mahis? Escape. No escape from the hellfire. There is no exit. No secret exit. Nothing at all. In fact, every time a person will try to get out of hellfire, he'll be returned into it. On the other hand, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Those who believe, in who? Allah. He is my Lord. I believe in Him. He knows the best. He is Al-Khalaq. He is the greatest creator, the best creator. He is the one who is Al-Mannan, the one who is very kind. He is Al-Muhsin, the one who is beautiful in his deeds, in his actions. So the way He has made me, I accept it. The way he has formed my eyebrows or my hair or my body, however, I accept it. I love it because that's what he chose for me. وَالَّذِينَ amanu, Who believe in him. Ask yourself, do I believe in Allah? Ask yourself, do I believe in Allah? Do you? Yes, we do. But believing in him doesn't just mean believing in his existence. I believe in Allah as my Lord. You know when you say, رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّا I am happy with Allah as my Lord. 
I'm happy with whatever He's decided for me, whatever He has decreed for me, whatever He has made for me. I accept it. I like it. So, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And they perform righteous deeds. Who can perform righteous deeds? The one whose focus is righteous deeds. But shaitan makes you focus on what? My eyebrows. Oh, there's one hair going. And there's this one hair here. And there's this one thing here. I have to fix this. I have to fix that. I have to go here. I have to go there. You fall into this trap, isn't it? Fashion when you can get literally consumed by it. Who doesn't get consumed by it? The one who has a focus other than fashion. عَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ سَنُدُخِلُهُمْ جَنَّاتِ Allah will admit them where? Into jannat. Where everything will be perfect. Yes, in this dunya, there are deficiencies. There are imperfections. And that is a test. If your eyebrows are not the way you want them to be, or they are exceptionally big, for example, or exceptionally thin, whatever, remember, this is a test for you. Allah put you in this test. So don't fail this test. Because if you pass the test, inshallah you'll make it to Jannah. When you get there, سَنُدُخِلُهُمْ جَنَّاتٍ In Jannah, every wish of yours will be fulfilled. تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ Underneath which rivers flow. If in Jannah, such rivers are present, which are flowing beneath the houses of people, then anything is possible in Jannah. Come on. Anything is possible there. Here, you try to make the impossible possible, but what happens? You harm yourself in the process. You try to change the texture of your hair, the color of your skin, whatever, but you harm yourself more than you beautify yourself. Jannatin تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا Abiding therein eternally. وَعْدَ اللَّهِ حَقَّ The promise of Allah in truth. This is a promise that will be fulfilled. وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلًا And who is more truthful than Allah in statement? قِيل قَافْ وَاولَام Same root. Who is more truthful than Allah in speech? Meaning, if Allah has said something, can anyone else say something that's more truthful than the statement of Allah? Never. Allah's statement is the most accurate, most true. So if He has said something, it will come to pass. If he has promised something, it will be fulfilled. So when you look at yourself, and you see those eyebrows, and they don't make you happy, then tell yourself, وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلًا وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلًا Later. Tell yourself, later, later. Right now I'm just working. And tomorrow, inshallah, I can be beautiful. More beautiful. And tell yourself, I'm beautiful now even. People change themselves, why? Because they're not confident how they are, who they are. And Allah wants us to be confident the way we are. And He gives us a confidence, how? Woman Trust on Allah, who is more truthful than Allah in statement? Assalamu alaikum. Um, there's this dua that my mom put on my mirror. And like sometimes whenever I look at the mirror, you might think of yourself like, oh, I had this imperfection or something. But it's, Allahumma hassan khalki, fa hassan khulki, wa haram wajihi ala And it kind of like, first of all, it makes you feel like good about yourself that, hey, you know what? Allah made me the way I am. I should be happy about it. And then also it um, shifts your focus to beautifying your character. Yes. Instead. Very true. Shaitan's promises, deception. And Allah's promise is true. Always remember this. Whatever shaitan promises you, not true. Deception. What Allah promises you, it is very, very true. Recitation. لا خير في كثير من 
نجواهم الا من امر بصدقة او معروف او اصلاح بين الناس ومن يفعل ذلك ابتغاء مرضات الله فسوف نؤتيه اجرا عظيما ومن يشاقق الرسول من بعد ما تبين له الهدى ويتبع غير سبيل المؤمنين ويتبع غير سبيل المؤمنين نوله ما تولى ونصله جهنم وساءت مصيرا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ وَمَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ ضَلَّ ضَلَالًا بَعِيدًا إِنْ يَدْعُونَ مِنْ دُونِهِ